Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey, friends, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about how to pick a wall paint color. This is a topic that I get questions about a lot, and it's something that really can be frustrating. It used to be really frustrating for me before I really took the time to learn and study color as a part of my interior design degree. In fact, I remember one specific time, my husband and I were in residency. I was a pediatric resident. He was an emergency medicine resident. We had just bought our first house and I was decorating it and I was having a lot of fun doing it. And I wanted to brighten up our office. And in my mind, I wanted a soft peach color. I think that's what I wanted. I don't really remember what exactly what my mindset was at the time, but I knew I wanted a peach color. And so I went out and I picked up a sample from the display and I bought us, I bought the paint. I bought like a sample of the paint, came back and started painting the room. And I stood back from it and looked at it and I was like, oh no, (laughs) I have made a mistake. My husband walks in and if you could have seen the look on his face, he was, he was just like, what are you doing? And I have to laugh at it now, but it wasn't peach. It was a very, very saturated, bright, overpowering orange, like basketball orange, like something that you would see in a big sports arena. Like it was bright. And this room was really small, probably like 12 by 13 at most. And so I stared in horror (laughs) at our tiny home office space that day. Basketball orange was not the look I was going for at all. Now, that was close to 20 years ago, of course, and a lot has changed. But has anything like this ever happened to you? Like you decide to paint, you have a general idea about what color you want, and as you look at all the options, you've painted five or six samples of different paint colors on the wall. And what seemed like would initially be a simple decision has now become a very complicated one. And it's taken up an enormous amount of your time and mental space, and you're still not sure which one to choose. I see Facebook posts about this a lot. People will post pictures of like six or seven paint samples on a wall, thinking that it's going to provide some clarity. And they ask for an opinion, like, which one do you think I should use? And they get six different answers, right? So we think that just sampling all these paint colors is going to provide focus and clarity, but often it just leads to more confusion. And that's because there's a better way to do this, an easier way. And so that's what I'm going to tell you about today. That's what I'm going to outline in this podcast. And oftentimes, you know, after you finally selected the color and everything's been painted, I hear people say, I'm still just not happy with this color. I don't think it's right but you've already hired somebody to paint, you've invested all this time, and it's definitely not something that you wanna have to go back and redo. So how can you avoid overwhelm, save a tremendous amount of time, and actually be confident 
with the results when selecting a paint color. So I'm going to give you my five step process that I use whenever I choose a color. Okay. The one thing that I want to mention first, and this is really the most important, and I spend a whole podcast talking about this in episode 11, why you should reverse your decorating process. I talk about how you should choose paint color last. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to episode 11, because just doing that, saving your paint color selection for last after you've picked out everything else that's going to be in your room is going to help make it a lot easier. But when you come to that point where you're ready to look at paint colors, here are the five steps that I use. Number one, look at paint colors in a paint deck, like the little decks that fan out and you can see all the colors that that particular paint vendor offers. So look at the colors within context of a paint deck rather than just at the individual paint chips on the store sample wall. Paint stores have their sample displays set up in different ways. Many of them just have, you know, all the paint chips are kind of grouped according to color, but it's really difficult to see like how the colors are related to each other. So if you just walk up to the display and you know you want a blue and you look in the blue section and you kind of hone in on one blue and you pull it out and you try it, often you're going to be surprised and it's not going to be exactly what you had in your mind or exactly what you expected. But when you look at the different paint colors within a paint deck, you can see how all of the colors relate to each other. So paint decks are arranged so that you can easily compare the shades of a particular color in a particular color family. So for example, let's say you want a blue for your living room. As you look at all of the blues in context with one another, you'll see that some are gonna be a little bit more blue-green and others will have a little bit more purple or violet in them. Some are gonna be more vibrant or saturated and others are gonna be more subtle and gray. So needless to say, I did not know this back when I picked my way too bold orange. (laughs) And now even as an experienced interior designer, I always use a paint deck when I'm picking out paint colors. So number one, invest in a paint deck or if you don't want to buy one you can go and they've got plenty of there you can look at those at the store number two use the process of elimination so when you're looking at the paint deck don't immediately try to zone in on the exact color that you want i know it's tempting you want to like go to that color and say "Ooh, i think this will work but try to resist that temptation instead you want to start by eliminating the colors that you know are not what you're looking for. This is typically pretty easy. So like, let's just say you're looking for a blue. And when you see the colors in context with one another, you're going to notice, ooh, that blue has too much green. And you're going to be able to see this more easily because you're looking at it within the paint deck. So that one has too much green. I'm going to eliminate that one. And usually you can do this by paint strip. So, you know, the decks are like, There's probably like six colors on one strip. You can say, well, that one's too much green. This, these are too bright or too saturated. And you're going to eliminate strips or paint colors until you narrow it down to just one or two paint strips within that deck. Tip number three is to think about color value. Okay. So if you don't know what color value is, it's just the lightness or the darkness of a color. So think about how much natural light your room gets. 
if it gets a significant amount of light, you're going to be able to use a little bit darker color value if you prefer. Okay, if your natural light is really limited and you kind of want to brighten the space, then you're going to want to choose a lighter value or a lighter color. Okay, you also want to consider the color values. Remember, color value is just the lightness or the darkness of a color in your adjacent rooms. Okay, so you want them to be relatively similar in flow. So I wouldn't want to go necessarily from a real dark moody space right next door to a really light and cheerful space in the adjacent room. Now there are exceptions to this, you know, like if you've got a really small powder bath and you want to do a, a really dark and moody color in there and then the rest of the surrounding house is light and airy, that's fine. But what you don't want is to go from room to room like dark moody, really light and lots of different changes. You want to keep it relatively consistent throughout your home with a few exceptions like say for a powder room or a small pantry. Just keep that in mind when you're looking. Number four, choose your paint last. Now I mentioned this, there's a whole, almost a whole podcast on this topic because it's so important. So when I'm asked for a paint color recommendation, my first question is what are the other colors in the room? And often people that are just starting a redecorating project and they haven't really planned what's going to go in the room yet, or maybe they're moving into a new house and they want to repaint everything, they're not sure. And that's okay. Like I understand that there are situations if you're moving into a new house that needs to be painted, you're not going to necessarily know everything that's going to be in that particular room. And in those cases, you have to kind of do the best you can. But ideally, you will have designed your room you know the furnishings, you know the rugs, you know the pillows, the window treatments, all the colors in the room. And then you can just pull your paint color from that. It makes it so much easier. So if possible, save your wall paint color decision for last. And tip number five, sleep on it and repeat the process. Okay, so once you've used the process of elimination within a paint deck to hone in on a couple of colors that you're considering, I would just take a break. This is really useful. I still do this. I'll pick out a paint color for one of the rooms that I'm designing for a client. And then I'll come back the next day and I'll just look at it again and basically start the process over and choose it again. And I know that if I'm coming up with the same couple of options, that that's really, you know, what I'm looking for. If I come back and it's different every time, I may want to revisit things. So unless you routinely select paint colors, it's easy to make mistakes. So I always advise selecting a color using the process that I've described here, sleep on it, and then go through that same process again in a day or two. So those are the five steps. So number one, just to review really quickly, Look at the paint colors in a paint deck rather than just isolated paint chips on the store sample wall. Number two, use the process of elimination. Rather than zoning in on the one color you want, first eliminate the colors that you don't want. Number three, really think about color value, the lightness or the darkness of the color. Number four, choose your paint last. And number five, sleep on it and repeat the process. All right, so let's move into a few common mistakes 
that I see people make when selecting a paint color. Obviously, I have made these mistakes too. <laughs> my mistake when I selected the orange for my office was going too saturated, okay? So I see this scenario happen a lot. It goes something like this. You're super excited about painting room in your home. You get five or six different samples. You paint them side by side on the wall, and then you stare at them. <laughs> you ask your family and your friends and people on social media and you get five or six different opinions. Finally, you decide on a color that you like and after you paint an entire wall or the entire room, it just doesn't look like you thought it would. So it can be tricky. So here are three of the most common mistakes I see and how you can avoid them. Mistake number one is choosing a color that's too saturated. Okay, and by saturated, I mean the brightness or the intensity of a color. So for example, I wanted in my mind I had for that office, a really subtle muted peach. Okay. Instead, I chose something that was way over the top too bright and too saturated, right? So pay attention to the saturated or brightness of your paint color. Colors that look bright on, on the paint sample, like the little color card, are going to appear even brighter when you paint it on an entire wall. Okay, so what you want to do usually, unless you're doing a real vibrant, intense space and you're intentionally going super saturated, you want to look for your color in a slightly more muted, less intense version. It will likely look more similar to what you've envisioned in your mind, and it's going to look much more sophisticated than a really bright saturated color. So that's mistake number one, choosing a color that's too saturated. Mistake number two is choosing a color that's too dark. So unless you're intentionally going dark and moody, which is totally fine, totally different story, you wanna choose a slightly lighter version of the color you think you want for your space. And that's because colors are, all colors are gonna look a little bit darker on an entire wall than they do on a small paint chip or a paint card. So go just a touch lighter and you should be exactly where you wanna be. Mistake number three is not looking at your color in different types of light, and this is so important. So colors can look very different in different types of light. For example, whites can turn really yellow in warm light. I always look at colors next to a window during the day so that's going to be a cooler light and in a warmer light, like in the evening. If possible, it's best to look at the color in the room where it's going to be used at various times throughout the day because that color will shift with the natural light coming in the room. We can talk in another podcast about how what direction your room faces, north, south, east, or west, and that how that affects the paint color. That's kind of beyond the scope of what we're talking about in this podcast but um, I, will, I will do another episode on that. So paying attention to these three details, the saturation, the lightness or the darkness, and how it looks in different types of light in your space will really simplify the selection process a lot too. And once again, working with color and choosing color is just like anything else. You have to do it frequently to get really good at it. So one thing I want to say is, if you, you, even if you use these tips and it still feels a bit challenging, that's okay. It's just because you're not doing it every day. This is something that I've honed over many years. I do it a lot, so I'm going to be more familiar with it. 
The good thing about paint is even if it does get messed up, it can be repainted relatively simply. But hopefully as you implement these tips and do it more often, you'll get better and better at it too. So happy paint selection, and I'll see you next week on the podcast. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.